Hello. Welcome to Lights Carry Action. I'm Carrie Morrison, your film buff friend, and I'm here to give you brief and spoiler-free reviews so you don't have to do any research. So sit on down and grab a cup of tea and let's get to it. You're probably going to hear some deep sighs in the background because I'm looking after my dog this week. My, my parents are up in the Scotland and I've been put in charge of looking after an animal. Absolute shocker. How could anyone trust me with an animal? So this week's film, we were wondering what we were to do. And my producer joked there are a lot of films that start with the woman in or woman in the... And we thought that would be a funny theme for this week. So there's no other correlation. There's no deep metaphorical meaning behind it. It's all just the woman in the. So women rule this episode. Woohoo! So with that being said, let's get on to the first film of the week. This is a safe place. I'm agoraphobic. I can't go outside. I've been slipping, getting into a really dark frame of mind. The first film we're looking at today is The Woman in the Window, directed by Joe Wright and written by Tracy Letts and adapted from a novel by A.J. Finn. Amy Adams is the star of the film. She plays Anna, an agoraphobic woman, for those who don't know, someone who's very scared to go outside, living in New York and notices something very odd about her neighbours. So this film was interesting. I think they were doing a lot with the stylistic choices in the cinematography, which was done by Bruno de Bonnel. And I liked what they were going for. It just meant for me sometimes it bordered on melodrama. It bordered on camp slasher. And that's not to say that is necessarily a bad thing because films have different purposes for different people. But I think what this film was trying to go for was this really suspenseful, like arresting thriller. And especially the like the book it's based on, those types of novels are meant to be really gripping and really investing. And it felt like to me when watching this, I won't go too much into it, but they give the idea that Anna is an unreliable narrator. I'm not a huge fan of those kinds of things, especially the way the plot goes on to the point where there are some inconsistencies with the plot in terms of logistics, sort of the thing of forces people into this plot box for for no reason other than, no, we need to make it look like this, even though it could have been easily been sorted. I don't know whether that was Amy Adams' choice to ride with that or that was her trying to earn an award nomination or just adhering to the sort of camp style of the film. It seems to me with a lot of Amy Adams films, she tends to go with a lot of roles that are very roles, as in there's supposed to be some meat to chew in. And maybe for this film, she chewed a little bit too much because it just became more like here's Amy Adams acting rather than me being really invested in her character. And also everyone is just a terrible person to her. There's no one to really emotionally connect to apart from Anna. And even then, she's not the best person in the world and makes the best choices. 
I admired what they did in terms of aesthetics, but all in all, for me, something didn't meet in the middle. There was these two ideas of what the novel was and what Joe Wright's or anyone else's view of how the film should be. And they didn't quite meet in the middle and there wasn't really any connection. And that's not to say that this film isn't entertaining, because I can imagine this being a fun evening's entertainment. But I suppose a part of my expectation was that it was meant to be this thrilling and like really arresting, but it just was a bit naff. Now let's get on to the second film of the week. We had to drop the the in the title, but we felt like we could survive without them. Your son, the lawyer, how is he? Some letters I found in my sister's belongings. I need advice from someone I can trust. Can't you just help me on the side? There is no on the side. There's a full-time job. Oh, how can you see out of those glasses? Filthy. Here she is, my aunt, Adela, painted by Gustav Klimt. That's quite a painting. She was taken off the walls of our home by the Nazis. And since then, she's been hanging in the Belvedere Gallery in Vienna. And now you'd like to be reunited. Wouldn't that be lovely? And then there's justice. The second film we're looking at is Woman in Gold, released in 2015, directed by Simon Curtis and written by Alexi K. Campbell. It stars Dame Helen Mirren and Ryan Reynolds. And it's about Maria Altman, who's played by Helen Mirren, who is a Jewish refugee who fled from Nazi Austria and fled to America. Her aunt is the muse of a really famous Austrian painting, but was stolen by the Nazis. And now Maria wants her painting back and looks to a down-on-his-luck lawyer to turn things around and bring back that painting. of Austria. We will fight you till the end for something we believe is ours. They destroyed my family. They killed my friends, and they forced me to abandon the people and the places that I loved. I won't let them humiliate me again. Here to file a lawsuit. We're taking the Austrian government to court. Have a nice day. So I liked this as a general film, but with a really moving story. I mean, the kind of biopic of this is an already very moving story, so... You had a lot of a wiggle room. Script-wise, I thought Alexi K. Campbell's script was really nice. I'm really terrible with accents, right? I'm not really the best person to look to of like, is this a good accent? I have no idea. But I could tell when watching this film that Helen Mirren's Austrian accent was a bit skewy. You know, there's videos online where an accent expert like breaks down how good an accent is. And usually when, when they're not that great, it's just due to lack of time to prepare rather than the quality of the acting or the standards of the actor doing that accent so that's something to be considered it's interesting because there's this new reckoning at the moment of how a lot of very white westernized museums and mainly british and american but they have stolen so much from people that were screwed over by colonialism so when watching this and seeing how the nazis basically did that to Jewish people was really gutting. And they lean into how this idea that this country is entitled to the art that they have stolen. Because Woman in Gold is a really famous painting in Austria, right? It was the Mona Lisa of Austria, as said in the film. It was that sheer sense of entitlement you get from one guy saying, oh, just give it up. 
Like, why does it have to be all about you? And hearing that these days of it's not just, you know, a random person off the street saying, oh, but it's our painting, even though we stole it. You didn't see much of a trickling down effect if the higher ups feel like they're entitled to a piece of artwork that they've stolen and they morally don't really care about that, then it will fester as it trickles down to the general public. So I wish that was explored a little bit more so it could tie into today's values, well, 2015's values. That doesn't deter it from being a very moving piece and definitely Helen Mirren when she wasn't distracting me with her questionable accent. She did a really amazing job, of course. And although it also adheres to tropes of supportive wife, even though you could argue the the husband is making a terrible decision, the wife will support them because women are there, but also you have to prove that they're there, but don't do anything else with their character because they, they don't deserve doing anything else. Also, the, it was produced by the Weinstein Company. So that was a bit gross to see the logo up there. So if you're not comfortable with that, that is also totally understandable. Now let's get on to the third film of the week and we are going all the way to the Philippines. Paano magumawa ng isang award-winning box office hit independent movie? May appointment tayo with Miss Eugene Domingo later. Eugene Domingo? Eugene Domingo and I have nothing. Eugene Domingo and nothing! The last film we're looking at this week is The Woman in the Septic Tank, released in 2011, directed by Marlon Rivera and written by Chris Martinez. It's about a producer and writer-director that are very cynical filmmakers. They want to make the next thing that flourishes in Cannes and flourishes at the Oscars and all of these award ceremonies. And it's them trying to negotiate with different people, particularly... Eugene Domingo, who plays herself, and also the character Mila in the script in the film that they're making. It's basically the satire of how, of the lack of a genuine quality when making these sorts of poverty exploitation films. Winner of five major awards. TV Patrol acting. Taas agad ng level noon. Audience Choice Award Best Picture Best Director So in this film I liked what they were going for there was a, there was definitely points when I laughed I thought the satire really hit but a part of me felt like the satire didn't really stick with me the bits that were meant to be satire slash mocking the poverty exploitation because at the beginning you see what the director intends to make as in the director within the film And I thought that was the film. So I was really confused and also quite bored. They go into more different stylistic choices of how the film could be. Like there's a really fun uh, musical version of the film within the film that was really entertaining. And also just Eugene Domingo, when she's playing this very entitled famous actor, so funny that the scenes that that she had, she did an absolutely amazing job. But it felt like they were trying to mock high art cinema for exploiting people in poverty for their benefit for awards. But then in their plot, they are exploiting people slash depicting people in poverty as quote unquote savages and thieves. And you just think there's something inconsistent here. And I found this film to be entertaining once I got the feel, once I understood the rhythm of the film. But it's one of those things where it should have been made clear to me like from the get-go what the stylistic choices were going to be. 
Also, this film should not be called The Woman in the Septic Tank because that's only really relevant in the last seven minutes. I don't know what I would call it instead. Maybe just the film title of the film within the film called Walang Wala, meaning with nothing. So now I've learned something from the Philippines. Wow, I'm cultured. But yeah, sorry. This film is entertaining once you understand what the vibe is. And there are some really standout moments that did make me chuckle. But all in all, there were some points of satire that just didn't really hit and became more, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Also, this film just hates women. There's one character who's meant to be the production assistant where she does she does well with the facial expressions, but she has no lines and reduces her to this mind character that bordered on ridiculous. That I wish like she just had she just had more. I wish she had more to do. I felt really bad. Now those are all the films I watched this week. It's it's gonna it's a difficult one because this hasn't been the best week for films. Uh I will go with Woman in Gold, but I did enjoy Woman in the Septic Tank once I got the vibe for it. So if it sounds like something that you'd be interested and you have access to it in your country, I do recommend it. I was able to access it by pretending I'm in Germany with my VPN and I acknowledge that that is a privilege I have and I'm able to afford that. But I was able to pretend I was from Germany to go to Film Dango, I think, and access it that way. I did have to pay five pound 15 equivalent it's like six euros to rent it so it's up to you if you want to spend that money but that is everything for this week please rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts it would be immensely appreciated this podcast also has a patreon it's only one pound a month so if you fancy supporting the show the link to that will be in the show notes and you can keep updated on all things related to the podcast at lights carry action on instagram and on my personal twitter at carrie jomo but that is everything for this week take care and stay safe.